So my friends, today we celebrate this solemnity to close our liturgical year of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of the entire universe. And we call Jesus our King, that he, he's the King, uh, and he's a real He's a real monarch. He really is a legitimate king, and he ought to be the king of each and every one of our lives. And unfortunately, uh, in our modern world, if we think about monarchs and we think about royalty and things like that, uh, we have more examples today of what I'll call pageantry monarchs, right? If you've watched uh, the Netflix series The Crown or anything like that, like you get that like it's, it's pageantry, right? What's the purpose of having a royal family? Well, it's good for gossip, right? To sell newspapers, pictures. The wedding is going to draw a lot of people to TV, right? Same with funerals and coronations. Uh, you get their birthday as a holiday, put their picture on the money. And then basically after that, you can dismiss them. You basically, they have no role in your life. Right now, we're Americans. The British monarch has no role in our life by our decision. But, you know, even in the life of the Brits, they they have no role. Like, the royal family has no role in the average life of a citizen of the United Kingdom. Um, They are more of a hobby, right? The royal family, unfortunately, and if they listen to our podcast, I'm sorry, King Charles, but, like, the royal family and maybe royalty and... Like, it's more, it's more of a hobby. It's more, this is a nice thing. What did they do today? It helps to populate my news story, right? I read whatever's going on. It brings a little um, entertainment. Um, but it has really no bearing on the day-to-day. And unfortunately, when we talk about Jesus as the king, there are many Christians who treat Jesus the same way. That ultimately, Jesus is my king the way the royal family is the king of the United Kingdom, right? That it's, he's good for a news story, right? A little hobby. I come to church on Sunday. It's a hobby. I just kind of give him something to do. I, I have a community. I got books with his name in them. Maybe some pictures hanging around my house. But if I'm going to be really honest, if I'm going to be really, really honest, Jesus has no practical bearing on the rest of my day. And that's something each of us should examine our conscience. Like in a moment of real, real honesty, does Jesus practically impact any moment of my day, never mind every moment of my day? Is everything filled with my relationship to my King, Jesus Christ? Or is he a hobby? The danger of Catholicism in our age is not, uh, right now in our country, is not violent persecution. Oh, we're so persecuted as a church, right? There's parts of the country where that's the reality. And there are people probably even today who will die for believing in Jesus Christ. In our country, in our time, the danger is not that someone's going to kill me for believing in Jesus The danger is, he's irrelevant. Doesn't mean anything to me. That my life is so populated with other stuff that Jesus doesn't mean anything. And he is totally irrelevant. He is a hobby. And he becomes 
not a real king, but a pageant king. Just a, a nice, um, again, a nice hobby, a nice pastime. Something to gossip about. We could gossip about the church. We could gossip about, uh, you know, be posting stuff on social media, whatever the latest thing is. And not actually have to realize that Jesus is the king of my life. He's actually my king. Jesus is a real, daily, personal monarch for each one of us. He actually is my king in a way that should shape my whole life. I, Father Michael Casey, am a subject of Christ the King. I identify myself first with his kingdom. Jesus is the one to whom my first allegiance depends. Everything should be centered for each one of us as real, radical disciples. Everything should be centered around my relationship to Jesus Christ. My identity as part of his kingdom. That's my first identity. I want to be part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ. That shapes who I am and who I know myself to be. And then identifying myself with his kingdom, it should shape every personal decision, every single one, that every moment of my life, I follow Christ the King. Long live Christ the King. Jesus is my King. And I am his subject. I'm part of his kingdom. I share my life with him. We're going to get back to that in a second. And so, do I really see every day that that's who I'm called to be? That's who Jesus needs to be for me. Not a hobby, but a real king who guides my life, who loves me and shares his life with me. The founder of the Jesuits, St. Ignatius of Loyola, in his spiritual exercises, this 30-day retreat, at the early on, I think it's at the end of the first week, he has a meditation on the call of Christ the King. Right? What does it mean for Jesus as a king to really call us? And he uses the example of an earthly king. And so he says, Consider the address of a king making to his subjects in these words. It is my will to conquer all the lands of the world. Therefore, whoever wishes to join me in this enterprise must be content with the same food, drink, clothing, and etc. as mine. So too... He must work with me day and watch with me by night that he has to have a share in the toil with me so that afterwards he may share the victory with me. And so can we apply those words to how I follow Jesus? Jesus, our king, calls us. Whoever would come after me, Jesus says, must deny himself, take up his cross every single day and follow me. If any one of us would follow Jesus, we have to daily deny ourselves. Take up our cross, which is Christ's cross, the Holy Cross. And every day, 
follow Jesus every single day in every action. Either Jesus is Lord of everything in our life or nothing, right? With a monarch, there's no like, hey, you could be partial. I'll have dual citizenship, right? I'll kind of be with you and I'll kind of be over here. Like, no, Jesus is everything. He's everything to us. And so are we really going to follow him? And that means are we really, each one of us examining our conscience, are we really willing to change? Jesus calls us to convert. How does he begin his preaching? Repent, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That word repent, which we're going to hear from John the Baptist in a couple weeks, right? Metanoite in Greek. It means literally turn around. If you're going the wrong direction, turn around. The kingdom of God is at hand. And so let's go. Our Lord is calling us as our king. And we, each one of us, have to make that decision to follow him. And then as we are in the kingdom of Christ, we identify with the king and the king identifies himself with us. Jesus isn't a king who sits away in a far off palace and we're just meant to do all the dirty work. No, he struggles with us. He identifies himself with us. He lives life with us. I recently read a modern novel that was reflecting on the the Spartan battle at Thermopylae. Uh, It's a fiction, and one of the characters there is describing the Spartan king. And he says, A king does not abide within his tent while his men bleed and die upon the field. A king does not dine while his men go hungry nor sleep when they stand watch upon the wall. A king does not command his men's loyalty through fear, nor purchase it with gold. He earns their love by the sweat of his own back and the pains he endures for their sake. That which comprises the harshest burden, a king lifts first and sets down last. A king does not require service of those he leads, but provides it to them. He serves them, not they him. A king does not expend his substance to enslave men, but by his conduct and example makes them free. And that's the type of king Jesus is for us. The harshest and most difficult burden, dying for all of sin, he took upon himself. My worst sins, actually all my sins, He took upon himself out of love for me. He suffered and died for me out of love for me personally. So I can identify myself with him. I can be his. I belong to Jesus and Jesus belongs to me. And then we have in the gospel the same thing. Jesus doesn't just identify himself with me as some kind of super Catholic, because look at me and all the stuff I do. No, he identifies himself with each and every person. The littlest ones in particular. Those words, right? I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When? When did I see you hungry? When did I see you thirsty? Whenever you did it for the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. And so when we do acts of service, Great acts of charity, particularly the ones that are most difficult, most annoying, most maybe to us insignificant. Okay, we do it for Jesus. Every single one of us. 
Jesus as the king identifies himself with every member of his kingdom. And every, he's the king of the whole universe, all of humanity. And so every time we perform an act of love and service, of selflessness, of sacrifice for someone, anyone, we do it for Jesus. And every time we neglect someone, we ignore them. We don't want to deal with them. We give them a harsh word in return. We do that to Jesus too. He identifies himself with every single one of us. Someone um, asked Mother Teresa the secret, right? The secret of how she was able to do everything that she did. And she pointed to this gospel in these words. Because in everything she did, those five words, you did it for me. That's what we do. All of our love and service as Christians is not just philanthropy. We don't do it philanthropy out of a love for humanity. No, we do it out of a love for Jesus. And that is the mark of Christian charity. So my friends, Jesus is our king. He identifies himself with us and he identifies himself with every other person in the world. And so the question today is, are we going to let Jesus for each one of us be a real king, right? A real monarch, someone that really shapes our life every moment of every day to whom we give radical fidelity, radical love, Or is Jesus going to be a pageant? Is he going to be a picture on the wall and a nice news story? We, as our parish, need to make the decision today that Jesus is a real king for us. He's our real king. And so we can pray, long live Christ the king. Christus vincit, Christus reignat, Christus imperat. Christ has won, Christ rules, Christ reigns forever. Amen.